2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verses 16 through 18. Hear God's word. What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. Then I will come to you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this, your word. We pray that you'll be pleased to meet with us as you promise here in this passage of Scripture, assuring us that we are indeed your people and that you are our God and that you are with us through Jesus Christ the Lord. And we pray that as we uh, contemplate the things of this particular text, that uh, your gracious, special presence will indeed be with us. And that special grace, which you alone have, will bear into our hearts the assurance of your word, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. We come to church for various reasons, do we not? Some of us will come to church because we expect to have good fellowship and we want to meet with the various people and enjoy Uh, the fellowship we have uh, with one another. Uh, Others will come primarily uh, because uh, we hope and anticipate to uh, hear a good sermon on a Lord's Day morning and on a Lord's Day evening. Well, that uh, hope is not always fulfilled, but uh, we uh, trust that, uh, generally speaking, this will be the case. Uh, Others of us come uh, more grudgingly uh, perhaps young people uh, will come a little bit more grudgingly. Mom and dad have to grab you out of the bed in the morning and say, Get up, it's time to come to church. Go to church this morning. And uh, when you get a little bit older, you're grateful that your parents did drag you to church because you had an opportunity to hear the good things of Jesus Christ. Well, all of these uh, reasons to uh, gather together for worship are... Uh, in part, uh, good and helpful. But I think the uh, primary reason you and I should uh, consider uh, coming together as God's people for worship on a Lord's Day morning and on a Lord's Day evening is to meet with the living God and to meet with Jesus Christ, our Savior. 
to have a special opportunity for a meeting together with the good God of heaven who promises to meet with His people. And so, uh, this is my encouragement to you uh, on uh, this Lord's Day to uh, consider uh, this priority as you uh, think about uh, coming together for worship, that is, to meet with God. And not only to meet with God, but to be assured by Him that you do belong to Him and that you are His people and that He is your God. Uh, This is why I uh, titled uh, this sermon, God's Weekly Assurance. And I think in the end, uh, this is exactly uh, what we're about and what God is about as He calls us together. Uh, You'll notice in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verses uh, 16 and following, uh, that the Apostle Paul asks a question in verse 16. What agreement has the temple of God with idols? Well, you see, uh, the Apostle is bearing down on this idea of the temple of God. And uh, the rhetorical question expects the answer, nothing. Uh, Of course. Uh, uh, The temple of God has nothing to do with idols. And then Paul uh, makes this very telling statement in verse 16. For we are the temple of the living God. Now the Apostle is not talking in this text about our bodies being uh, temples of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Paul does that in other sections of uh, Corinthians. But in this passage, the Apostle is speaking uh, to the church at Corinth and including himself and speaking to the church in Corinth and saying, we together, as we're gathered together, worshiping together, we are the temple of the living God. The corporate body is a temple of the living God. Well now, what is a temple? A temple is a dwelling place of God. And in the Old Testament, in uh, Exodus chapter 25 and in verse 4, God says uh, to Moses that He is to direct the people to build a sanctuary Let them build a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. And of course, the sanctuary that the people were to build was the tabernacle. And the tabernacle was to be a special dwelling place of God in the Spirit. I want to teach you a little Hebrew now. The uh, word uh, for dwell is the Hebrew word shakan. The Hebrew word shakan. And uh, 
the idea of dwelling in the, the tabernacle and later in the temple was the Shekinah glory, the dwelling glory of God. You see, it's the same root word, Shekinah. And it was the dwelling glory of God that was in the tabernacle and later in the temple. Uh, you see, uh, God is present everywhere. And uh, the psalmist says, If I ascend into heaven, you are there. And in the King James Version, it's translated, If I descend into hell, you are there. In other words, God is in hell. God is in hell, not in mercy and grace and love, but God is present in hell in wrath. God is also present in heaven. God is not present in heaven in wrath, no. God is present in heaven in love, in ineffable love. And this teaches us that God is present in different ways and in different ways in different times and in different places. And God was pleased to manifest Himself in a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day in the tabernacle and later in the temple. And now the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 16 says, We are the temple of the living God. We are the special dwelling place of God in the Spirit, as Paul says at the end of Ephesians chapter 2. God has chosen to specially dwell among His people gathered for worship. God has chosen to be graciously present among the likes of you and me. And that's why in the earlier prayers it was indicated that it was the hope that God would open our hearts to a better understanding of His Word. God is graciously present among us to apply His Word to our hearts and to be especially merciful to us and to draw us to Himself. The assembly of God's people for worship is a very special place. It's not like a PTA meeting. In a PTA meeting, people gather, and they may even sing songs together. And they may even read different books together. But when we gather together, it's not just that we sing different songs or that we read a different book. No. The great difference is that God is especially and graciously present among us as His people to apply His Word to our hearts and to give us assurances. Give us great assurances. 
Look at the text again. In uh, verses uh, 16 and following, the apostle quotes from several texts in the Old Testament. Uh, of course, uh, the Apostle and our Lord Jesus uh, frequently quoted from uh, the Old Testament. And uh, these texts which the Apostle Paul now quotes from the Old Testament have to do with God dwelling in the midst of His people and God's temple and God's special dwelling place among His people. Look at verse 16, for example, where the Apostle quotes from Leviticus 26. What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, and now comes the quotation, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Uh, this is a text in which God promises the Old Testament people of God that He will walk with them and dwell with them and assure them that He is their God and that they are His people. Uh, I'd like you to keep your finger there in uh, uh, 2 Corinthians and turn back to uh, Leviticus 26. Leviticus 26. Leviticus 26. And, and, and I'll start out by reading uh, the first uh, couple of verses. Uh, you notice the theme of idolatry that comes right away. Uh, the connection with 2 Corinthians. You shall not make idols for yourself or erect an image or pillar, and you shall not set up a, a figured stone in your land to bow down to it, for I am the Lord your God. Here is the declaration of the great God of heaven. For I am the Lord your God. You shall keep my Sabbath and reverence my sanctuary, my dwelling place. I am the Lord. And then go down to verses 11 and 12. I will make my dwelling among you, and my soul shall not abhor you, and I will walk among you, and will be your God, and you shall be my people. This is the great promise of God. I will be your God, and you shall be my people, and I will dwell among you. Of course, uh, once again, the way uh, God in the Old Testament walked among the people was in that Shekinah, Shekinah glory. In the pillar of fire by night and the pillar of cloud by day and always walking before the people and guiding them through the wilderness. And it's this text, it's this text, uh, going back to 2 Corinthians 
chapter 6. It's this text that the Apostle Paul applies to the church at Corinth. And by way of the church at Corinth applies to you and to me. Look at verse 16 again. What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, taking that Old Testament text and applying it directly to New Testament Christians like you and me, as God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. You see, friends, uh, the wonderful thing that happens, that God is after, that God is present doing in the midst of His gathered church is saying to the likes of you and me, remember, remember, I am your God. You are my people, and I will dwell among you. I don't know about you, but I need to hear that message. Week by week, I need that renewal. And I need the refreshment of God to come and remind me after I've stumbled more than once during the week, and let my mind wander off into areas where it shouldn't have wandered, I need to come back. And I need to hear the great God of heaven remind me, remind me, you belong to me. Denny, you belong to me, and I am your God. And it's the same thing for each of you. That refreshment and renewal and that weekly assurance that God is pleased to give to you and to me. The Apostle's not done. He now quotes from Isaiah chapter 52, which we heard in the Old Testament reading. Let's read verses 16 and 17 together. What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God, as God said. I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. Isaiah 52.11 Okay, some of you are already turning to Isaiah 52. That's good. Uh, uh, Let's go there. Isaiah uh, chapter 52. 
Isaiah chapter 52. We'll read again from uh, verse 3. It's verse 11 uh, which the uh, apostle quotes. Uh, But in order to understand uh, the thinking of the apostle, we have to go back and get a little bit, bit of the Old Testament context here. Verse 3, For thus says the Lord, You were sold for nothing, and you shall be redeemed without money. For thus says the Lord God, My people went down at first into Egypt to sojourn there, and the Assyrians oppressed them for nothing. In other words, Isaiah is reminding the people, and God is reminding the people through Isaiah, that they were captive in Egypt. And then uh, later, the Assyrians came and conquered the northern kingdom and raided uh, Jerusalem. Now, therefore, what have I here, declares the Lord, seeing that my people are taken away for nothing. The Babylonians have now come and carted the people away into captivity. The Babylonians had no reason for doing this. And that's why the text says, for nothing. The Babylonians were the hand of God's judgment against a wicked nation. Uh, The text goes on. Their rulers wail, declares the Lord, and continually, all day, my name is despised. Therefore, my people shall know my name. Therefore, in that day, they shall know that it is I who speak. Here I am. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of Him who brings good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation and says to Zion, Your God reigns. The people in captivity needed to hear the message, Your God reigns. That God is in control of all things. And that all things take place in accordance with His will. And all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Your God reigns. That's the Gospel message. Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Verse 8 goes on. The voice of your watchmen, they lift up their voice. Together they sing for joy. For eye to eye they see the return of the Lord to Zion. Break forth together into singing, you waste places of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted His people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. Isaiah not only looks ahead to the captivity in Babylon, but Isaiah is looking ahead to the freeing of the people from captivity. And they're coming out of Babylon. Verse 10, The Lord has bared His holy arm before the eyes of all the nations, And all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Depart. Depart. Go out of there. Touch 
No unclean thing. Go out from the midst of her. Purify yourselves, you who bear the vessels of the Lord. For you shall not go out in haste. You shall not go in, in flight. For the Lord will go before you. The God of Israel will be your rear guard. Go out now. You're free from captivity. Go out from Babylon. Return to Jerusalem. You see, this is the idea of the text. In verse 11, depart, depart, go out from there. Go out from Babylon. Touch no unclean thing. Forget the idolatry of Babylon. Forget the idolatry of the world. You are to return to Jerusalem. And why were the people to return to Jerusalem? To restore the true worship of God to rebuild the temple and to return to the true worship of God. And so verse 11 says, Go out from the midst of her, purify yourselves, you who bear the vessels of the Lord. The vessels of the Lord are the instruments of worship all of the furniture and the instruments of worship that were captured and, and taken from the temple and taken to Babylon. And now they are to be returned to Jerusalem. The vessels of the Lord. And the Levites, the Levites were the ones who were charged to carry the vessels of the Lord and return them to Jerusalem. And they had to ceremonially purify themselves so they were properly purified to carry the vessels of the Lord. And this is what the text is talking about. Depart. Depart. Go out from there. Touch no unclean thing. Go out from the midst of her and purify yourselves. You who bear the vessels of the Lord. You see, this is a text that has to do with the temple and with worship. Go back now to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians 6. For we are the temple of the living God, as God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord. You can just hear Paul quoting this text to the Corinthians. Get out of the world. Come out of the things of the world. Therefore, go out from their midst. Go out from the midst of the sinfulness and the idolatry of the Corinthians and be separate from them, says the Lord. And touch no unclean thing. Come out. Come out and come together as the temple of the living God and meet with Me, says the Lord. And do you notice, do you notice what Paul adds at this place? And I will welcome you. 
I will welcome you. You see, the encouragement here, friends, is this. That when you and I gather for public worship on the Lord's Day, we are the temple of the living God, the special dwelling place of God in the Spirit. And God has committed Himself to meet with us and to assure us that we are His people and that He is our God. And we are to come out from the midst of the things of the world and gather together as His people. This is what God is calling us to do. And when we do so, what does He say? I will welcome you. I will welcome you. I will embrace you and welcome you into my presence as my people. I just want to step back and take a deep breath and say, thank you, Lord, that this is your commitment to people like us. You see, oftentimes we get it backwards. We think about the fact that we need to renew our covenant with God and renew our promises with God. Okay, I'll go with you thus far. This is a good thing. But more importantly, when you and I gather for public worship, it's not simply that you and I are renewing our covenant promises with God. God is renewing His covenant with you and me. God is promising to come to you and to me and renew His covenant with us. How much more do we need God renewing His covenant with us? You see, this is the perspective that the Apostle is offering us in this text. And I will welcome you. And then, and then there's Second Samuel 7 in verse 18. And I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters. This is a little snippet from Second Samuel 7. So, keep your finger there in Second Corinthians. And go back to Second Samuel 7. Uh, starting with uh, verse 11. Uh, David wanted to build a temple. And the prophet Nathan comes to David to speak to David about the prospect 
of building a house for God. Verse 11. And I will give you rest from all your enemies. Moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house. This is the word to David. When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you, who shall come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish his throne forever. Of course, in the immediate context, it's Solomon who builds the house. But ultimately, it's Jesus Christ who sits on the throne of David forever. And David is staggered. David is staggered by this promise. The beginning of verse 14. I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. This is God's promise. Drop down now to verse 18. Then King David went in and sat before the Lord and said, Who am I, O Lord God, and what is my house that you have brought me thus far? And yet this was a small thing in your eyes. O Lord God, you have spoken also of your servant's house for a great while to come. And this is instruction for mankind, O Lord God. You have spoken of my house for a long time to come about Jesus. And the coming of Jesus Christ. And it's this idea that again Paul applies to the likes of you and me. Let's read the text again. 2 Corinthians 6. For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing, and I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord. Almighty. Weekly assurance from God. God committed to you as a temple of the living God in which He promises to graciously dwell and say to you, I am your God, and you are my people, 
And when you come out from the things of the world and gather together in my presence, I will welcome you. And I will assure you that through Jesus Christ, you are my sons and daughters. And then Paul adds this exclamation point. Says the Lord Almighty. This is no idle word but a word of assurance that comes to the likes of you and me from the great God of heaven, the Lord Almighty. Weekly assurance from God. And so when you contemplate coming together, friends, oh, okay, you can think about the fellowship, that's all right. And especially when there's a dinner to follow, that's okay. And you can think about singing together with God's people, which is a good thing. And you can think about corporately lifting up your voices in prayer to the great God of heaven. And you can think about, at least once in a while, hearing a good sermon. But more importantly, think about coming together to meet with your God and to enjoy His presence And to receive from Him assurances of the fact that you do indeed belong to Him. And He welcomes you into His presence. And you are His sons and daughters. Weekly Assurance from God. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. Good and gracious you are in every respect. Better to us than we deserve. Thank you for meeting with us. Thank you for being gracious to us. Thank you for the assurances we receive from your word and by your spirit. Thank you that you are indeed our God and we are your people, that you welcome us into your presence and that you call us your sons and daughters. We praise you and thank you that this is the case. And we pray that 
week by week we may be reminded that this is the case as we enter into your presence, into your courts with praise and thanksgiving. Hear us, we ask, in the good and gracious name of Jesus Christ, who is the only Lord and Savior. Amen.